Are we live yet? Yes, we are. Uh, are, we, are we live yet? <clears throat> yes, we are. Why do you sound like that, Sam? I've gone through puberty and life, and now I am dark and gritty. Oh my god, you look it too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, uh, everybody, to the third episode of Coach Theater. This is a different episode. We're not really watching a movie or and talking about it. We're just talking about a topic. This is... Couch Theater Popcorn Edition. Sam and Raf have thoughts and opinions and want to talk about their thoughts and opinions and hope you care to listen. My biggest thought and opinion would mm-hmm. be, um, how does... I don't think anybody can keep up that gritty voice. The... What's his name? Um, Clint Eastwood? No. Jason Statham. Christian Bale. Christian. <laughs> that is going off topic right off the start. Like, you, you see... The Ben Affleck version, they use, you know, a vocoder or a device or whatever. He doesn't have to maintain that voice. Whereas for the Christian Bell version, for whatever ridiculous reason, I don't know, some sense of like performance of true art, I don't know, he decides to just talk like that the entire time. And it is ridiculous. It actually sometimes just pulls you away from the story and you just like, what is going on? Please, can someone modify his voice without him <laughs> having to talk like this the entire time? Imagine, though, being like a character, like he does it during, like, while well, he has a costume. But imagine a, a person just always talking with a gritty voice. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you order a cheesecake? Or a number two, a big whopper from, you know, Burger King. How do you do it? I would like to have a big whopper with extra cheese. You want fries with that, sir? Yes. And I can have some mayonnaise with that fries. You sound like Venom. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, this is our topic. We're wondering, are movies getting too dark and gritty these days? And the TLDR version of this conversation is no. Moving up. Uh, I guess maybe framing is important, so for something to be called going gritty or going dark, it has to have been in a non-gritty or non-dark state to begin with. Mm. So I think it would be ridiculous to say horror movies are getting too gritty these days. It's like, what are you talking about? It's a a horror movie. Actually, as I say that, I almost want to take that back and say horror movies might get too gritty. I guess maybe in the way we're defining gritty. I'll keep going. Maybe I'll have to revise this entire statement, but I more think of it in terms of things that are normally, not necessarily like for kids or anything, but just more positive, bubbly. Superhero is the, the one genre that comes to mind here. Superman going forth, saving cats from trees and all the great stuff he does, or Spider-Man swinging from build t- the building tops or whatever he swings from, and that's all supposed to be fun and uplifting, and then you get like... You know, the Nolan Nolan version of Superman. So, Hans Zimmer. Not the Nolan Nolan, Nolan version of Batman and the Zack Snyder version of Superman. That one. That's what I was trying to say. You get the Nolan version of Batman. Batman Begins. Dark Knight Rises. Or, sorry, The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I mean, it was a very good trilogy, but it's a very down-to-earth. Down-to-earth is a very weird word to use to describe a guy who's 
dressed in the bat costume and finding a guy who's dressed in the clown costume, but it is a bit more grounded. Maybe it's a better term to use. Snyder's Superman or Man of Steel is very uh, depressing, morose, very monochrome. Superman is not a very happy character. And a lot of his struggle there is, you know, should he even want to save people, which is not what people typically associate with a Superman story. So you might say these are maybe trying too hard to be gritty, dark. And yeah, I guess we can go from there. Yeah, so because like grit means right to to have courage or resolve. It's a display or strength of character, right? You know, Walter Mitty is Walter Mitty, yes. Um, he starts off as this very shy guy, but by the end of the movie, he has grit. He has that resolve to stand up to the big man. And, you know, he has a beard and stuff. There's a little bit more grit to him. But it's still, there's a lightheartedness to it. It's not like trying to be dark. So I think I think what we're going for is like, yeah, are, are movies transforming an originally light or uplifting or story or character and making them more dark and gritty, right? Yeah. For me, I guess the important distinction... So, random tangent. I know a thing we disagree on. I do not like Superman. I think he's a very boring, unrelatable superhero because saving cats from trees, etc. You take I, that back. I will not. That I, cat... I will never take that back. That cat was down to one life. Not my problem. <laughs> uh, I can never find him relatable in any way, shape, or form. He's just this, like all-american everyman superhero guy who's just so great and you know i can understand the appeal i can understand why people like it i'm not saying he's a bad character i just don't find him interesting in any shape or form so i always and i know my brother actually had similar thoughts would have been i've always been interested in seeing a story kind of like what Snyder gave us i want superman to be put in it's like have moral conflicts and to be put in a situation where like all this power and like all his alienness is there's something there to for me to actually get interested in. Mm. Which is why I don't actually hate Man of Steel, but I think that you can take a... I don't know why you would do this, but you can take the Powerpuff Girls and decide to make it dark and gritty if you had a point to make with it. If you were trying to serve some actual artistic vision, saying, this is my dark and gritty version of Powerpuff Girls and here's my message with that story. Whereas if you're just saying being dark and gritty is the commodity, that's not a really a commodity. So I think that's, from my opinion, where Hollywood is getting it wrong. I mean, they see Dark Knight, they see The Man of Steel with its limited success, they see Deadpool with something that was like the R-rated thing, and they're like, that's what people want. They want it to be dark and gritty. They want people to get it. They want to see blood and gore and all this stuff. Let's give them Logan, and then they just keep going down the spiral of let, let everything be dark and gritty, but it's like, that's not what makes good stories good. Perhaps if we're going to talk about grit, <laughs> we have to go to the king of grit, Clint Eastwood. Oh. Right? So I did look this up. Uh, I don't have the stats on me, but I know that over the years, Western movies have been going down. Like there's less production of Western movies. And I said this before and I'll say it again. The Venn diagram between Western movies and gritty movies is, you know, I, I would say Western movies are basically just a subset of gritty movies almost because every Western movie is about like that law and order, like outlaw kind of thing. Yeah, um, there's, there's a couple of wacky ones in there. Yeah. yeah. 98% of it probably fits in the grit. And like a lot of those movies are by Clint Eastwood. 
and he's phenomenal at doing it. A very small percentage of Western movies are by Clint Eastwood. Okay, fair (laughs) enough, but I really liked Unforgiven and the way he handled grittiness in there because even though there was this grittiness, there was a still very human, chaotic world around it. I I assume we don't have to say spoiler alert because, I mean, this movie is was made the same year I was born. If it's been that long, probably not. But yeah. as much as possible, try to talk around the specific details. I guess what I would say is the movie presents the world as chaotic. The environment is chaotic. When there's a gun shooting, when there's a, a duel, mm-hmm. it's not just straight up, okay, I'm going to shoot you or you're going to shoot me. There's chaotic elements to it. That person gets shot and they're like limping and they're not dying and Clint Eastwood doesn't even know how to get closer to kill him and like or somebody doesn't have good eyesight anymore so they can't aim as well it's gritty but there's an interesting component about what about like how that plays into this world how it plays into who wins duels because ultimately the world is chaotic and and the whole thing about the movie was it's not who's faster at shooting you know it's who's calmer who has that that greater resolve mm-hmm. um so that was like that an interesting movie that played grit well with the story right because the grittiness vague as it is is a if, if it is anything it's a setting i think if you had to split stories into like plot and character and setting and other stuff like grittiness would fall under under a modifier of your setting you have a gritty setting whether that means it's a very violent setting or a very you know down-to-earth setting or however specifically you're defining grit in this sense it's a setting you're saying i'm setting my story in a world where people play hardball or whatever and that has to be serving your story in some way shape or form otherwise you know what's the point like would you call game of thrones gritty yes i think Right, because I think that's the thing. When a when a story that's quote unquote gritty, and I, I I still having trouble pinning down even what that really means, because I think it's such a weird thing to talk about. When a, a movie is gritty in quotes and it's done well, you don't really have a conversation about how gritty your movie was. Right, I don't watch Unforgiven or Game of Thrones or any of these movies and think, wow, that was so gritty. I love how gritty it was, you know? <laughs> that's not a thing that comes to mind. Whereas I might watch Batman v Superman and think that was a really gritty version of Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were more, there was more that I was trying to do there. I'm not trying to be reductive of it, but that feels like an element that's there trying to put in my face. Saying, mm-hmm. Here, here's Batman, but he kills people. Isn't that cool? I'm like, no, it's not cool unless you're actually going to do something with that story-wise that's interesting. Him just killing people in and of itself is not interesting yeah when you go down the gritty or like dark and gritty route marvel movies have a formula right it's you have some action you have i don't believe you take that back marvel (laughs) movies do not have a formula you have a charming character and you don't really go that gritty so you always have some like fun element to it but it it keeps you entertained right Mm -hmm. the action will be fun and somebody says a cool one-liner or does something stupid and you're like ha 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 if you're going to go down the gritty route you kind of have to like abandon that source of entertainment with like where humor comes into play Mm -hmm. or at least less of it and so 
you have to be careful not to just be dry and boring. I think I've seen things that try to be so hard gritty, like literally, like you're saying, don't think about the word gritty too much. Like when you see, watch a movie, mm-hmm. some movies try so hard to be gritty that there's almost no character. There's no character. There's no feeling. It's just blah. It's boring. And this is, I know this might be slightly controversial to say, mm-hmm. Raf. I feel like you're somehow going to mention Tenet. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to say Tenet. So I love the original Justice League TV show, the animated one. I don't know if I've ever seen it, so okay. I can't comment on it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I am a less of a fan of the direct-to-video feature-length animated Justice League movies that have been coming out since like 2010 or whatever. Those are more in the... Uh... New 82 or whatever, the New 52, whatever Just, they call that. Comic yeah, time. Justice League versus Teen Titans, Dark Apocalypse, Flashpoint Paradox, these movies. And here is what I have to say. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of them, and I must say, it is sometimes the most boring thing I've ever seen. It feels like the, the people who made it are like, Dark Apocalypse, it's dark. And then there's nothing with that. I, I watch a character and they're boring. I see Beast Boy dancing at one point, and you know what? It's the most boring dancing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I can't believe somebody has made Beast Boy dancing boring to me. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> With <laughs> skill and talent. <laughs> you abandon everything and go for this more gritty and tone deaf environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Teen Titans, we mentioned earlier the. Not in this podcast. Earlier today, the the Titans TV show that's on Netflix, which is, you know, live action version of Teen Titans. I am not the biggest fan of Teen Titans. I don't dislike them. I just not something I've followed a ton. I have watched Teen Titans Go. Love that show. I watched a couple of episodes of Titans and it was just too much. I'm someone again, like I said earlier, I'm the person who likes Man of Steel because I, I like that take on Batman. I'm generally not shy about wanting harsh consequences for things that happen in my in things I watch but I watched that and I was just like this is too much this is not why I came to watch a Titans TV show not so that Robin can be beating people up in a back alley and I can just think wow he's kind of just a psychopath isn't he that's my takeaway from that I'm like oh he's a guy who's beating people up in an alley there's nothing there's no there's no superhero aspect to that Fundamentally, that is what Batman is. He's a rich guy in a costume beating people up. But there's enough mystique and, you know, wonder and, you know, enough stuff around that that you can suspend your disbelief and be like, oh, wow, he's a superhero, Satan, Gotham. Mm -hmm. But they've, in that show, managed to remove all of that. And it's just a guy in a costume beating up someone in an alley. And there's nothing interesting about that except perhaps to make me want to call the cops. Like, I can't, I don't know what they were going for when they were, I have to imagine they were saying, here, let's do Titans, but they had recently released Logan and all this stuff. They're like, let's have a more, quote unquote, gritty, dark, edgy version of Titans that people are going to love. Starfire's going to punch someone's head off. Robin's going to crack a skull. It's going to be cool. And it's not, it's just boring because again, it's really just a setting element. And if you're not doing anything with it, then... It's not interesting at all. There are shows out there that take similar these ideas of the superhero tropes, right? Mm-hmm. 
and they flip it on its head and make it dark and gritty and interesting, right? But there's a point. There's but, commentary. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Invincible, yeah. right? It has this, what if Superman was a bad guy, but, you know, it's not actually Superman. It's, it's Omni-Man. It's a, a different character, and he's violent and it's gruesome, and there's a lot of, like, facing reality, facing violence and gory things. But through that all, like you said, there's a kind of point to it, like the, the main character has a contention point about trying to save humanity, trying to be a teenager and still being an adult and stuff. Yeah. And he still has character. All these people have character. Even Omni-Man, who's just super dark, like can be super dark, you know, he has these points in where there's actually like, I don't know, a more human relatable aspect to him when he's around the house, you know? Yeah. I agree, because I think that, say... That story is very um, brutal. When there's violence, it's very violent. You know, there's blood. If you've seen any of the trailers, you know, there's blood, there's gore. It's happening. And, but that is used as contrast to what the characters are expecting and what perhaps even the audience is expecting when these superheroes go into combat. And that it's kind of like a trauma for the characters when mm-hmm. it happens because he's not used to seeing that. And it's, it's you know, quote-unquote, edging is gritty, blood, violence, whatever you want to call it. But there's a point. Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's happening. Similarly, The Boys, which I don't know if you've seen. I have not seen it, but I'm told I should. Uh, you should. It's pretty good. Uh, it's another one which, again, is superheroes, but it's violent. It's very um, cynical of the entire superhero trope. And sort of saying, you know, if superheroes existed in the world, you know, in a very capitalist society, they'd be, very, they'd be commodities, basically. And everything they show you would be a face. These people would they'd basically be like celebrities where, not to say there are no great people who are celebrities, but like... You can imagine some of them are just shitty people putting on a front. And again, there's a point. There's a reason. There's commentary. Whether or not you enjoy it, you can at least go away from that saying, whoever wrote this had a message they were trying to get across. Beyond, look at this guy blow someone's head up. Yeah. It sounds like grittiness can be an element in it. It can be an element of the environment. It can be an element of the character. But it's not really a primary identification of the character. If you say... If you're a writer and you're like, oh, this guy, this guy is gritty. This guy, gritty. Like, he's gritty. Like, he he no smile. Like, what, then, is, that, what is that accent? <laughs> I don't know. It's the one I chose. Okay. <laughs> it's my racially ambiguous voice. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I think that's where, like you as a writer then are probably hitting a stump yeah this character is edgy is not characterization yes a character can be edgy but that that cannot be the soul the sole thing about them and while we're on this topic about superheroes again <clears throat> i just said how i liked invisible and the boys and i do enjoy it when people invert the superhero trope and do you know more cynical things with it but i'm gonna say this fundamentally a guy dressing up in tights in a cape, flying out to save people, is silly. It's a silly concept. It's ridiculous. At its core, it's a ridiculous concept. To attempt to take that and make it grounded, down to earth, and all these other adjectives we're going to use to describe it, is kind of ridiculous. Because you're going against the core concept of what we're even doing. You're saying, here's this guy, he's got a cape. He's fighting crime, but take him real seriously, guys. Quick side note. <laughs> that is legitimately why my favorite 
Batman villain isn't uh, the Joker, but Hugo Strange. Because Hugo Strange is actually just, he doesn't dress up, he's a straight up psychiatrist, and he figures out Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne, right? Spoiler alert, Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> is that a spoiler? I don't know. <laughs> Where is that ever a spoiler? <laughs> Anyhow, I like him because he looks at Batman differently. Whereas like others look at him as like the superhero, he looks at him as as you know, there's a mental aspect to him that's intriguing. He wants to dissect him as a patient kind of thing, right? Which is what makes him interesting. Sorry, side note, I just really need to, needed to say that. Batman should see a therapist, I agree. Perhaps not Hugo Strange, but a therapist would be good for Batman. He does have problems. And while we're given PSAs. Yeah. So I think it sounds like we're okay with gritty movies. Gritty movies has always existed because we have, we've had Clint Eastwood and you know, Jason Statham and, you know... All that stuff. There, there have been movies that have delved into this... I don't even know what to call it. This, this, this lens of humanity or the human condition or whatever. It's just... And maybe it's not even a thing. Maybe it's just something we're noticing and no one else is noticing. But it definitely feels like there was a wave of... And a push for movies to come out. And this be a defining feature of them, how different they are from the original source material, because God forbid anyone creates anything new these days, in that they're way edgier, way darker, and all that. And uh, some of them are good. And we don't appreciate too much making a original content that's not meant to be dark and gritty, making it too dark and gritty. Um, again, I'm not, I'm never gonna say don't do a specific thing with any story. Because if you have a story to tell, you have something to do that you, you think is worth doing. I think, well, maybe I take that back. Everyone probably thinks the story they're making is worth making. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it, perhaps. But if someone genuinely has a point and a reason why they're doing it, that isn't just, this is the trend right now, then mm -hmm. go for it. Whether it flops or not, I'm down to see anyone like express their artistic vision and blah, blah, blah. I just, I want there to be a point beyond the surface. I do not accept Superman as a bad guy. <laughs> I, I'm okay with Man of Steel. I actually like Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with Superman as a bad guy. I'm, I guess I'm pointing to Injustice, the comic and the... Gods among us. Yeah. I can even see Wonder Woman sort of as a bad guy because she's like a warrior. Like mm -hmm. she's, she's not a superhero in the technical sense and that she's okay with... Well, she, she was born and raised in an Amazonian environment. Mm -hmm. She's literally would be more okay with killing than other people, right? Yeah. That's what makes her kind of like tough. Superman, you can, you can do moral things with him. Mm -hmm. You just can't make him bad. I can't accept a story that makes Superman bad. Really? I, in Injustice, I might be wrong. Isn't that... It's a whole new universe, right? Where he didn't land with Pa Kent and Ma Kent, right? He landed somewhere else, or maybe in some... He landed with the government or something like that. Like he has a completely different upbringing. Isn't that the point of Injustice? Or I, am I mis so I, I read the comics, or at least a few issues, a long time ago. What I remember was Joker setting off a nuclear bomb in Metropolis and killing Lewis Lane. And that's kind of what turned him bad. 
I mean, that itself is just silly. The fact that this one woman is the only thing keeping him on the side of righteousness. Yeah. But I'm not against the idea of Superman. Doesn't the uh, Dark Knight comic go into this where he he lands in like... No. He's monopolized of, by the government. Yeah, he's monopolized by the government. But you can have a situation where what if Superman didn't land with the, the cans he landed it's some weird Russian secret service thing or landed with the US government and he turns out to be an extremely different person and now you have all our regular heroes and they're up against this this Why? person who has Superman's powers and that's kind of interesting like oh my god that's Superman but he's not the good guy I mean there's only so much you can do with that but it's interesting to like delve into like what that could be so I like I like Invincible for taking basically Omni-Man and making him like Superman. Right? You're just against the idea of I, using the specific yes, character of Superman. You can't just take Superman and say, okay, he's evil. Because like he's he's one of the most righteous characters. They can be, did it? Yeah, I guess so. But he's <laughs> like he's meant to be one of the most righteous characters where like other characters may fall short. He kind of represents that icon. Does he though? Doesn't he fall short? Sometimes, yes. And even in, in the original, like, cartoons in the 1995, 1998, whatever mm-hmm. series, like, he falls short when he meets Darkseid. But, like, like you can't make him bad, bad, you know? That's like making Luke Skywalker th- think that Darth Vader has good in him, but a emo nephew mm-hmm. has slight bad thoughts and maybe I should kill him. This is... A hard left towards Star Wars all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, uh, the Last Jedi, in case no one's aware what we're talking about right now. Another movie that I don't hate. But you dislike. I think you're putting a character on a pedestal. <laughs> it's called character assassination. It can no, happen. No, and it does not. happen. I don't think that was the greatest execution. But I don't think that idea is character assassination. Go back and watch the original trilogy and take off your nostalgia lens. Luke is not that great a guy. And it's very conceivable that after having gone through all of that and after who knows how many years, I forget whatever time, 30, 40, 50 years of trying to res- resurrect the Jedi and failing and experience and all this thing, that he has become a kind of a jaded person. It's let's, a very conceivable thing. Let's talk about what Darth Vader has done. Okay. And let's talk about what Kylo Ren has done. Uh-huh. I'm not saying no, 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 that no, no, no. he's correct. I'm saying he can easily become that person. Darth Vader. He killed an entire tribe mm-hmm. of villagers. Mm-hmm. And not just the men, but the women and the children. <laughs> <laughs> a surprise to be sure. But a welcome one. Yeah, continue. <laughs> Uh, I cannot go on with this. <laughs> Hold on. Get yourself before you start making Star Wars memes. He killed pupils. Uh-huh. Right? He executed Order 66. Or executed Order 66. Brought the whole galaxy under the reign of Palpatine. Galactic Empire. Galactic Empire, which is... You know, in many ways, a, a reflection of, of Nazis, mm-hmm. okay? So, you have that guy who's done all these things for years, mm-hmm. evil things for years, mm-hmm. and he cuts off Luke's hand. Mm-hmm. And what does Luke do? Luke says, there's still good in him, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Now, Kylo Ren has some bad dreams or something, he has some bad thoughts, mm-hmm. some bad, bad thoughts, mm-hmm. and then Luke Skywalker decides to walk up to his bed and think, 
Maybe I should kill this nephew of mine. Yes, that's true. Darth Vader had done some bad things, and Luke, in his youth, stood there and said, There is good in this person, maybe. And that was the message of the original trilogy. That's what they were getting across. When the new trilogy was saying, This guy, who used to be such a great guy, has gone through so much crap that he's actually fallen to the point where he is considering this. That's all it's saying. He's... He's gone through so much stuff in the past couple of decades. All this time he's been off screen. He has become the kind of person who would consider this. That's how far he has fallen. And he does have a little bit of, there's a little bit of a redemption arc in that story. As he returns to maybe a little bit of the look you remember from that. That is a very conceit. People can be good people and then grow up and become not so good people. That is a thing. That happens. We can move on from this if you want. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, by considering this, you meant walk up to his bed, entered his room, and, it's a movie and they were being visual about and it. And ignited his lightsaber. <laughs> it was visually dramatic. That's what we're talking about when we're saying considering. <laughs> Pulling back from this tangent. <laughs> We are okay with gritty movies if it has another point to it, if it's not the primary identification of the movie or the setting or the person. Yeah, that seems to be our consensus. Yes. What is your consensus? Tell us in the comments down below or up above or to the left or to the right. Shake it all around. Wait, that's not the right song. What am I song am I thinking of? I have no idea. To the left, to the left. Everything you own in the box to the left. I won't say anymore because maybe copyright. I don't think Beyonce cares about our podcast enough to copyright it. Sorry, Beyonce. Anyway, this has been Couch Theater Popcorn Edition. It's actually not that much shorter than our regular episodes. <laughs> we had a lot of tangents. <laughs> well, that's what you're here for, maybe. Tangents, signs, cosines. And on that note, we'll be co-signing out. Ha-ha, I'm funny.